Lucy. And I'm Linnea. And you're listening to First Impressionists, where we talk about all things art. Specifically, the Dark Ages, which is very exciting. Yeah, um, it is. I'm really excited. Yes. Um, a couple quick disclaimers. First of all, we are not experts on the Middle Ages. Nope. So, uh, we'll I probably be missing some things. I did read a Magic Treehouse book called, I think, A Night at Night or something like that. <laughs> and it was where they went back to the Middle Ages. So, I might not be an expert, but, but maybe a lay expert. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Fair. Um, and second disclaimer, my neighbor has decided to rent out an entire dump truck today and clear out some of the things in his backyard. So, if you hear some very loud crashing noises in the background, that's what it is. You have Don't been panic. Yes. Or just think of it as, like, sound effects that we're using for the episode, like, jousting sound effects. Oh, yes. Yeah. We're just, just we're, pretend that we are in a Middle Ages tavern and nearby a jousting <laughs> tournament is happening. Yes. That's what's happening. Yes. So pour yourself some port. Yeah. Yep. Or... Go find that holy grail. And come back and listen to this episode. Yes. Also, you're only allowed to live off of bread for the next week. Mm. That's it. Is Nothing that else, just age? bread. Maybe some uh, gruel. <laughs> you can have some gruel if you would like. Potatoes. Okay, okay. Cabbage. Yeah, they, I'm sure they had cabbage and potatoes, right? Okay, well... First of all, let's talk about the Middle Ages yes. a little bit. Oh, what an interesting time yeah. to be alive. I was... It's kind of weird because it's like a thousand year period. Yeah. So it it's starts with the long. fall of Rome, which is in like 400 something. Mm-hmm. 476. Yep. And then it lasts until the Renaissance in the 14th century. So it's a chunk of time. Yes. It's a big chunk of time. Um... Where not a lot happened uh, <laughs> yeah. that we remember or care yeah. about. I don't know. I mean, yeah. A few things happened. The plague. There were some crusades. Catholicism. But no, like, crazy significant developments. That... Probably a lot of people killing each other. Yeah. But, I mean, for a thousand years, that's not a whole lot. Which is yeah. probably part of why it's called the Dark Ages. I guess it is fair to say, though, this is, like, just for Europe. Like, probably lots of important things were happening in other parts of the world. Yes, that's true. That's Um, true. The Moors, the Moorish Empire, is that Mm -hmm. how you say it? The, yeah. Yep. That was happening. Yep. They were, they were, the, the Moors were totally, like, way ahead of everyone in Europe during that time. Like, yep. in philosophy and technology and whatever. So, they weren't having a dark age. They were having a fine time. Yeah. I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're the history person here, Lucy. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, also, for anyone who's curious, um, the bubonic plague, it killed 20 million people in three years. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And there weren't a lot of people. Yeah. That's just, I, I can't even imagine. No. Like, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Anyways. Um, yeah. So well, it was not a great time for humanity. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, there, there's some cool art. There's some cool, you know, literature and folk tales that came out of this time period. Um, King Arthur, anything King Arthur is like my favorite thing in the mm. whole world. Um, so 
gotta give a shout out to that thanks middle ages um, that's where <laughs> a lot of the king arthur stories sort of originated or at least were written down during this time um and from different places across europe like mm-hmm. not just england there's also the french versions of the tales oh interesting um, yeah, so King Arthur is pretty cool. Um, I will definitely give the Middle Ages that. But I have to say, and I have talked to Linnea about this before, but I've just got this weird like, mental block and perception about the Middle Ages for some reason. I don't, it's just, it's so long ago, and even the way that it's like portrayed on TV and in medieval art and all of these these things combined, I just have the most difficult time relating to people who lived that long ago. Like, I love King Arthur, but I will read King Arthur's tales, like uh, the the Death of Arthur by Thomas Mallory. And it's so hard for me to relate to the people and, Hmm. like, even to believe that they had actual feelings and, like, could love one another and could be, I don't know, like, horrified at events that were happening or overjoyed and overcome with emotion. Like, it's just so far removed Hmm. that it just seems like a story. And it's... It's hard for me to really believe that people were full, complex human beings back then. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because people talk about, like, uned- uneducated peasants and things like that so much when it comes to the Middle Ages. But, yeah, I'm, this is a really interesting time period for me. And I'm curious if maybe looking at some of the art that came out of it more in depth will help me to kind of connect on a deeper level but yeah how do you feel about that Linnea yeah I I agree I think there's something weird going on with the middle ages and it's like I mean I think that's why it's called the dark ages is because it was like a yeah kind of a dark time for humanity like not Mm -hmm. a lot was happening um the power structures that were in place were pretty bad and oppressive. There was, and there wasn't like a lot of, I guess like, well, there. This is probably not totally true because I guess like the Magna Carta was written during that time or whatever, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't like a lot of major movements, like political movements, that were like moving in a positive direction. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a lot of science happening. That's not totally true either. There was some. Like, who's that guy that discovered genetics with the peas? I think he was alive oh, in the Middle Ages. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it was like a it was like a weird pause, and people believed crazy stuff and like did crazy things. Yeah. And it is hard to connect with. And I think like from the Renaissance Renaissance on, we have a connection to that because we see how what they were doing and what they were discovering and believing and like creating in terms of art led to what we have today. Like we can see that timeline a little bit, I guess. And then in antiquity we have like, I don't know, the myths and legends of ancient Greece or ancient Egypt to kind of like give us a, a sense of their worldview. Mm -hmm. And that maybe helps us understand a little bit more the art that we have from that time or the writings like the Iliad or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the Middle Ages, it's hard for us to connect with that mindset. Like like you were saying, it's hard for you to picture um, King Arthur, the characters in King Arthur with um, actual human feelings and experiences. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's... It's very interesting. Looking at just a little bit of art from the medieval period also today, I think it's even, like, the art style and the things that they 
chose mm-hmm. to capture and even like the people the proportions mm-hmm. are so strange <laughs> and a lot of it is just weird it's weird and so i like to them a lot of this stuff is humorous like this is the height of comedy and <laughs> i'm laughing at it but for a very different reason and it's just so strange that i don't i don't know that this was what humans at this time left us yeah, to see it's very odd it's yeah. very odd i think if there's one thing we talk about different art movements being characterized by certain things if there's one thing I would say characterizes medieval art. It's weirdness. Yes. What is the unifying factor? Even when you look at, like, um, Duccio, his paintings are beautiful. He's the one that uses all the gold leaf, and he has Mm -hmm. all these um, sort of religious things. And it's not that weird. He's showing scenes from the Bible or whatever. But the faces are freaking weird. They're so weird. The proportions are weird. Yep. I think somehow in the middle ages people just didn't understand what babies looked like (laughs) i don't get it because just look up a couple like medieval um like madonna and child uh mary and jesus paintings yep and look at baby jesus in the medieval times yeah terrifying horrifying why didn't they understand how to paint babies did they not see babies (laughs) i don't understand we're looking at the same thing did babies just look weird then because of health problems and inbreeding i don't know but someone needs to explain because this is very weird yes oh my gosh i just googled medieval babies and it's pretty terrifying (laughs) um so if you guys want a good laugh go ahead and google medieval babies and you're gonna have a good time you're gonna find some really great ones (laughs) Oh my gosh. Like, why do they look like old men? Why? Why did they need to make them look like grown-ups? Like, it's the body of a baby, to but be fair, the face of a 50-year-old yeah. man. The infant mortality rate was very high, so maybe they didn't see a lot of babies. Also, another thing I was thinking about is the life expectancy was so short for people in the Middle Ages. Yes. Maybe they were... That's why their art was so weird, is because they just died really soon before yeah, they could, like, like figure out what you know. was real. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, I can't remember, I think I was listening to, have you ever listened to this podcast, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History? Mm-mm. You want to listen to three hours of history oh at a time. It's Sounds actually very hardcore. good. But he was talking about something in the Middle Ages, I think, and he was saying, like, Imagine everything is happening that's happening um, is happening, but everyone involved has a terrible toothache, twenty four seven, because they had no dentistry. Mm-hmm. So that is the reality: is people these little things that we can just easily deal with and like get rid of all that discomfort. People right. just lived with constantly. Oh, yeah, I don't even know what I would do if I had a toothache constantly. Yeah. You probably oh paint goodness. some freaking weird. <laughs> I don't think I would yeah. have actually the patience to sit down and paint, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. So, anyways, a lot that, of weirdness. That is a good point. Man, I, I have to say, I really would not want to live in the Middle Ages. <laughs> no, if there's that any would not time. Be a good time. Not even if you could experience the Arthurian <sighs> legends for yourself. Nope. Mm-mm. No. Me neither. Not if I had to stay. I think if I could go and then come back, I might. But the chances of dying of something crazy while I was there are probably pretty high. So high. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that's a question that people ask people who are interested in history a lot is, oh, if you could go live in any time period, which one would you live in? But... I don't think I would do that. Like, if given the option, there is a part of me that would want to know about certain time periods that I enjoy, but I don't think it would be worth it. Not as a woman. I think we have made a lot of progress, and (laughs) yes, I would feel very unsafe (laughs) in every other time period, Mm -hmm. I think. 
mm-hmm. and just being aware of the changes that we have made since then and things that are different that I just have to live with. I don't know. I don't think I would be okay with that. Yeah. Anyway, back to the Middle Ages. Back to the Middle Ages. Should we talk uh, about some of the art? Yes, we should. All right. Um, you brought up one artist already. Yes. Should we start there? Duccio? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start with Duccio. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, he... I don't know anything about him, I'm going to be honest. Do you know anything about him? <laughs> um, he is considered one of the greatest Italian painters of the Middle Ages. Oh. And is credited with creating the painting styles of Trecento and the Sienese School. I read mm. that from Wikipedia. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He was uh, alive in the 13th century. Yep. Um, yeah, most of his art is religious, which is true of much, uh, maybe almost all of medieval art. Yeah. So, um, is it a surprise? No. No. I mean, they they were understandably preoccupied with religion and most of the paintings that were commissioned were for the church so yeah this is true this because is true the church were Was... the only people who could afford it yeah so. yeah um yeah wow he's got some some pretty interesting paintings though it's so strange i feel like i have to give myself a moment to like adjust to the medieval art style and the way that people are painted and things are composed mm. um, just because it's so different from what we see nowadays mm. that I've got to take a step back and just remind myself, okay, this is a very different time with very different values um, and I need to sort of, I don't know, take that in before I can really start to appreciate it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. And I think part of it is, like, when we're looking at medieval art, obviously we're looking at pre-enlightenment stuff. And so, I don't know, I always get this impression, especially because um, that time was dominated by the Catholic Church, that there's so much of this kind of, like, separation of what's holy from everything else. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at um, maybe more like Renaissance paintings of these same religious scenes, you see the like human emotion and elements, and mm-hmm. you get to participate more in the story. Yes. But in art like Duccio's, what you're seeing is like the holiness of the moment, and you're not really able to maybe participate in it as much but you do get to kind of like take a step back and just I guess I don't know see like experience some awe maybe at what was happening but it's very much like it's less personal yes um definitely less personal yeah and I think I mean going back to what we were saying earlier that's probably why the Middle Ages feel so far removed mm, from us mm-hmm. is not just that it was so long ago, but also because this is the impression that we're left with and it's not particularly inviting. Yeah. It is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of value to it. But looking at this, I definitely don't get a sense of what it would be like to be someone living in this time period and to identify with the artist and their struggles and how they saw the world. Mm. It's really just capturing this moment of biblical history. Um, And it it does say something about the artist. I'm sure there's um, little impressions and um, things that you can find within the paintings that sort of make it that artists but Mm. but yeah overall i mean even the composition um of medieval art is very flat yes um that's true 
it's not very dimensional. There will be rooms, but I mean, there are minimal shadows. It doesn't feel very 3D. And so there's really not much about it that is inviting you in at all. Um, it is interesting and distinctive. I really love the colors mm. of medieval art. Um, I think it's really beautiful. Um, I don't see it quite so much with Duccio's paintings, um, but there's a lot of them that have very vibrant colors, um, like the most beautiful blues and reds and um, lots of gold leaf. Um, and so I really love the vibrancy mm. of it. That That might be the one thing that sort of reminds me of the humanity mm. behind it. Um, Duccio's paintings are very golden, um, and there are some of those rich colors, but maybe a little bit less than others. But that might also have to do with the age of the painting and how it was preserved. Mm. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Duccio. Yes. Gotta love him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, um, should we move on to another artist? Yes, we shall. Uh, Okay. This is the one I wanted to talk about. (laughs) Also, I feel like it's cool to have like a female artist, especially in an episode about the Middle Ages when, you know, women weren't having the best time. Yes. Um, so the artist I'm talking about is Hildegard von Bingen. Ooh. Um, I mostly just wanted to talk about her because of the weirdness factor. Uh, she is, she was born in, I think, 1098. So quite a long time before Mr. Giotto. Yes. Um, I won't say that she's necessarily, I think now, like in the modern times, she's known a lot for her art, but she was also... Um, a composer. She was a scientist. She wrote about natural history and natural medicine. Um, also, she wrote about um, just regular history. Um, she was a Catholic nun from Germany. Um, she's now a Catholic saint. But this is so interesting to me. She wasn't canonized until 2012. Oh I know. I know. Isn't that weird? Wow. And not only that, but she was given um, the title of Doctor of the Church, which, like, only four other women have in history. Wow. Yeah, super cool. So, um, I don't know. I think I'm, like, super fascinated with um, the religious life. And, mm-hmm. and by that, I mean, like, what's the word I'm looking for? The religious life. Like, yeah. like uh, nuns and... Mm-hmm priests and stuff especially like the mystic tradition Mm. and um i don't know there's like a couple of i don't know why but i'm really obsessed with like a couple (laughs) of uh like mystic nuns from various times in history uh i don't know it's just so interesting to me i do <laughs> it's nothing I, like some Sister Wendy Beckett. I okay. We need to do a whole episode on Sister Wendy Beckett. We should. But I will just throw this in. If you are listening to this and you need to know more about medieval art, go and watch Sister Wendy Beckett history painting episode one. And then she talks about watch Duccio. All of the other. And ones. then well yeah. Yes. Well once you watch episode one you'll be hooked. <laughs> it's not this gonna be that hard. <laughs> um yeah, I freaking love her. But anyways, um so I think but like I don't know, these like mystical nuns and they did such weird things. Like Hildegard von Bingen would like lock herself in a room for a really long time and like not eat um when she was recording drawing these paintings and stuff. Wow. And making music. Um I don't know, there's something about that like extreme way of living and they were just in a different time and it's so I don't know it's just ooh, it gives me the like <laughs> heebie-jeebies in a good way <laughs> anyways um wow, but that's she, fascinating. yeah she was uh, supposedly having um these visions from the time that she was three years old and then 
when her like superior which is basically like the person who is in charge of you in a convent um, found out about it she ordered her to record the visions and she drew pictures of the visions i freaking love them i don't know why but i think they're so cool they're freaky they're weird but they're awesome um she has a lot of these ones that are like mandala e types yeah um, i noticed that which is not what i would expect from a medieval artist no. at all no and um a lot of patterns i don't know it's very cool also i just wish so badly that i could like be in the room when she was painting these and like see what she was seeing because i don't like when you read about people having visions in the bible this is not what it looks like Mm-mm. um it looks like you know it's usually like a dude who's like what up <laughs> no that's not what they say they say don't freak out it's Fear not. just me i'm an angel but it's it's cool don't Please worry don't run away but her visions are like kind of psychedelic i wonder if yeah. she was there's like some medieval mushrooms i don't know anyways just a bad toothache just a bad, just toothache, a bad toothache makes you really tooth infection yeah um but there's one um it's called An- angelic hierarchy and it's just a mandala but it's like you can see um it's like uh angels in different layers um going into the center it's so cool it almost makes me think of like you're looking up at heaven and like that's what's looking down on you is just this like spiral of angels going up um yeah then there's another one um what is it called that i um first vision fiery life force so it was her first vision which if it's true that this is the first vision she had when she was three years old that's the terrifying. I can't imagine that happening to me. But um, it's like a man with bird wings. And then there's another man inside of his head. And then, yeah. Oh. There's like a serpent. Uh, it looks like a, like a Leviathan-esque thing at his feet. Oh if you just okay. want, yeah. You can get a face mask with this on it from Red Bull. I don't know why someone <laughs> created that. But... With the fiery life force first vision? Yep. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's so weird. That's quite strange. <laughs> Don't know who did that. That'll keep people away from you. Yeah. Um, wow, this, he really if you're scary. worried about social distance. His body looks like two strands of licorice. Huh. You're not wrong. Oh, he's got two heads. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty wild. It just gives you this, like, window into the medieval, like, imagination. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Yeah. Like, the things that they thought up as scary, that they thought about, and, like, that they pictured as being kind of a part of the world, mm-hmm. were so much more terrifying than anything that we fear. Yeah. Now. I wonder why that is. Maybe it's because they can't just, like, Google it and confirm that it's not real. So if somebody was like, hey, a dragon burned the village over, you couldn't be like, really? Let me check the news. Because I haven't heard anything about that. It's not trending on Twitter. Which Twitter back then, as we know, was just real birds carrying messages back and forth. Yeah. Anyways. I mean, there's... To be fair, there's some pretty crazy stuff in the Bible, though. So mm. if that was, like, their primary reference point, reference, then I can imagine yeah. someone having a vision like this. I don't know. That doesn't seem super far. That's true. Out of left field. Yeah. And just, like, complex, too, with all this imagery. There's clearly a lot of biblical connections here. Yeah. You know, like the snake at the feet and I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And the weirdest one is called, I think it's the Trinity Personified, or what is it called? Shoot, 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 shoot. The cycle, no, not the cycle of the seasons. Shoot. (laughs) I think it's called the Trinity. I think it is. And it's just a circle 
and then another circle inside that circle, and then a person. And maybe it's a man, but they look small and kind of, oh, not fearful, but maybe, like, hesitant. Yeah, and they've got their hands up, like, as if telling someone to stop. Yeah, it's super strange. Interestingly. I don't know. These almost look like someone who created these nowadays, like, in a medieval style. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It feels... It feels too modern. Like, the concentric circles like that, and then the person in the middle. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's just crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like it feels out of place in time. Like, I'm not really sure where to place it in my mind. Yeah. And it's, I mean, literally, like, this the one early... These weird, uh... I don't know what it is. There's one that keeps popping up. I don't know what it's called. But there's, like, a lady holding something and then a monk next to her. And then there's, like, this flag thing coming down. But it looks like tentacles grabbing her face. Maybe it's, like... Oh, that's very disturbing. Yeah. It, it, my first thought is that maybe it's, like, her experiencing a vision. Like, and that's what is happening. Oh, and, oh, interesting. I don't know. She wrote it all down in a book. Wow. And you can buy the book on Amazon. Okay. Um, Hildegard von Bingen's Mystical Visions. Interesting. If you're interested. Okay. So... Yeah. Oh, or you can just buy what she actually wrote, which is called Scivias. Okay. I don't know what that means. It's probably German, so. Probably. Yeah. Well, that's pretty wild. I don't know. I love it. I could just look at these pictures all day. I don't (laughs) even know why. I just... They're so... Crazy. Yeah. Um, now I really want to read this book, man. It's summertime. <laughs> Gotta get the summer reads, beach reads. Oh, yeah. Skippiest by Elder God. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would officially be the only person on the entire planet who has read that on the beach. Oh, that cannot be true. Let's see how much it is on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it has to be true. <laughs> ah, $37. Oh, rude. That's so much. All right. Well, anyways. <laughs> the Hildegard von Bingen Skivias, if you're interested in just having a weird afternoon. If you're like, I just want to have a weird day where I look at pictures of this one looks like a tree that is feeding an angel into a furnace. <laughs> That's my kind of day. Um, yeah. All right. Did you have another artist you wanted to discuss? No, go go forth, okay. Lucy. I know you have some things we need to talk about um, that we've been waiting to talk about for a while. Yes, yes. In this show. Yes, I do have a few things. Get ready. <laughs> it's only gonna get weirder. <laughs> yeah. Much weirder. Um, okay, well... I don't have a specific artist that I wanted to talk about, um, but I do have a few types of medieval art that I wanted to discuss, specifically um, some illuminated manuscripts and what lies within. So um, I wasn't. Are we going to talk about the rabbits? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. We'll talk about the rabbits. Okay, good, good, good. Um, none of these things have, like, specific names that I could find, so you may just have to look up some examples, Linnea. Okay, sounds good. Um, but <laughs> we'll get to the rabbits. We'll get to the <laughs> rabbits. Um, but first, uh, I wanted to start with the idea of an illuminated text. Mm. Because that's kind of the basis of all of what I wanted to talk about. So, an illuminated text or manuscript is a manuscript 
in which the text is supplemented with such decorations as initials, borders, or miniature illustrations. So it's basically just margin notes, but it's medieval. Mm. Um, and I find I like this that. very interesting because some of it is intentional, it's decorative, it's beautiful. Um, there will be some text in the middle and then uh, some beautiful illustrations done on the side. Most of it are drawn on, like most of it is drawn on animal skin. Mm. And it uses lead point ruling lines and ink wash. Um, and then they also use glue and chalk, which they apply, and then they will lay gold or silver leaf. And actually, the true definition of an, an illuminated text is that it has gold or silver leaf, but huh. um, there's a lot that kind of like breaks the rules. Um, and, sorry, just to clarify, th yes. these are, like, books that we're talking about, right? Yes. But it's, but they're on animal skin? Some of it. So, okay. Uh, so the ones weird. that would be on animal skin, I think, is not the whole book, but there would be basically, like, a fancy altar Bible that would just be on display. Okay. That they would do, like, special pages on to make it look beautiful. Oh. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um. So that's gotcha. that's one side of illuminated texts, and these were very complex um, and very very expensive. So yeah. this was reserved for special books, usually Bibles. Wealthy people bought them, um, or the church would buy them, um, and then most of them were produced in monasteries. Hmm. Much like a lot of other things, most books at this time were written by monks, um, or maybe scribed, um, not like they wrote books, but, um, and they were done for a commission typically, mm -hmm. um, and usually in big cities. But anyway. And I think anyone who looks it up will immediately know what Lucy's talking about. Like, yes. You all have, like, seen this in... Yeah, I mean, this is fairly well-known for the medieval period. Mm -hmm. There are many, many wonderful medieval paintings, but this style is also very well-known, and um, a lot of the sort of um, nature borders around words um, or, like, a really giant first letter on a page mm -hmm. that's super fancy and decorative um comes from this time so a lot of these elements are probably familiar to people as well as the color palettes mm -hmm. um and i love this i wish mm -hmm. we would bring this back i think it's so cool um i love how decorative and intricate all of it is um so yeah, anyway, I wanted to bring up that just on its own. There's lots of really wonderful examples. Just look up medieval illuminated manuscript and you'll find a ton of them. Mm. Um, but <laughs> there's also a more ridiculous side to it, um, which people are also probably familiar with, especially if you've seen Monty Python. Mm -hmm. Any of the animated segments in Monty Python are based on this medieval idea of marginalia, which is a fun word. Um, but marginalia is basically just anything written like in the margins of a book or along the edges. Um, and it's a little bit different than just an illuminated text, but it's all kind of under the same umbrella. Um, but most of this is more ridiculous and humorous, and a lot of it was written after the original text um, oh, was written so it's down. Like more of how we use margin notes now. Yes, so this yeah. really is margin notes, which I think is very interesting because then we not only get to read the original medieval text, 
but we get some insight into how the people who scribed it reacted to it and the people who read it reacted to it. Um, so there's basically two types of marginalia. So there's just written notes. Um, some examples of that would be um, a scriber exhausted by his long working day wrote, now I've written the whole thing. For Christ's sake, give me a drink. <laughs> Another said, whoever translated these gospels did a very poor job. Oh. <laughs> um, and there are other notes like how much a poor person's wages would be um, and detailing them out in meticulous detail and then saying, for such a small amount, I won't write again. Oh. Um, so just funny little yeah, notes. What's funny people. about this is like in the times that they were doing that, books were so expensive. Like it yes. wasn't just like you or I buying a, you know, used books book for $3 and then like writing it note in the right. margin. Right. This is a this completely is like different going to thing. Barnes and Noble and buying Okay. <laughs> I was thinking more like you have, if you had like kind of a mid-range prize laptop and then you yes. wrote. Or like I wrote, you wrote a Sharpie in your Kindle or something. Yes, exactly. Uh, hilarious. Yeah. So I think it's pretty funny that people just wrote funny little notes in the margins of these very valuable possessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just so funny. The medieval sense of humor is hard to wrap my brain around, but sometimes it's really, really funny. Mm. Those little written notes like that are so relatable to me. That's probably the most relatable medieval thing that I have come across in a while. Um, Okay. So, there's that side of marginalia. But then there's also the drawings, which are insane. (laughs) Um, I am warning you now, if you look these up, There are some inappropriate ones, and they get so ridiculous. So, you have been warned. Um, There is a specific term for some of it, and it's called drollery, um, which is humorous marginalia, um, in which it was celebrated to turn the world upside down. So, drolleries sometimes depicted comedic scenes like a barber with a wooden leg which apparently was the height of comedy in the medieval times um or a man sawing a branch out from under himself things like that and then there's the rabbits which are my favorite but they're so terrifying um i have heard a lot about these medieval rabbits over the years and a while ago I decided to just look it up and it's I really can't even begin to explain how I feel about these so there was sort of this preoccupation with drawing rabbits in the margins of medieval books doing like violent crazy things Um, because typically rabbits are, you know, soft, peaceful, like pure creatures. They would be painted, like sitting around Christ and things like that. Like Hmm. just peace and, um, medieval people for some reason thought it would be hilarious to just completely do the opposite (laughs) and have rabbits like attack people and like rip people's skin off and like tame dogs I don't it's just like super crazy um yeah but I think it captures the medieval sense of humor really well like I can't I think it must have been a really violent morbid time to Mm. live in because they think this is so hilarious and now some of them are just gross but Some are others are just upsetting. like so funny because there are things like a dog riding on the back of a giant rabbit holding a shield, fighting another rabbit holding a shield, 
riding on a snail with the head of a monk. And I, I just really don't even know how they got there. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. Like how your, did they get there? Yeah, your doodles in the margin of your notebook when you're boarding class have nothing on the medieval <laughs> marginalia. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Definitely go look up some medieval rabbits again. You have been warned. Um, some of them are also very sexualized. Content warning. That's pretty strange. It gets, it's, yeah. Yeah. Medieval sense of humor. Um, but yeah. There's a lot of defecating. Just also be warned about that. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah. This is, again though, I mean, after all that we've talked about today, I... I'm not sure I really understand medieval people better because it really just like all of the things that they depict okay there's like religion and then there's just the most base parts of humanity like defecation and violence and sex and yeah. that's like it there's those things and, and then, then there's, there's religion m- and I, so it's, I I think it's like the only reason I can think of that it explains that is, like, this is before we have translations of the Bible. Everything's in Latin. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a time when the, con- the church controls so much politics. There's a huge separation between religious life and, like, actual life. Mm. You know? And there's, yeah. like, very little interaction. Yeah. That's true. I'm sure it's That's just my only going to church. People are a, a certain day of the literate. week, listening to a service in Latin. Yeah, and then I don't even know. Do you think like most common people would go to church? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question, but even if they did, I know that they were not. I mean, they didn't have copies of the Bible. Yeah. They weren't allowed to have Masses their own Latin. interpretations. It was just sort of, this is something that you're aware of and mm-hmm. you show up for and maybe you believe in, but you're not really allowed to, like, take ownership of it. Yeah. I get the impression, and maybe this is just, I don't know, like, coming from a Protestant background and looking at like a time that was so dominated by Catholicism but it's like the religious life like there were certain people who like took on the responsibility of living religious lives for everyone else yes and then everyone else just they couldn't I guess that was the idea is like oh regular people can't achieve this and Mm -hmm. so there's no reason to like mix the two worlds even in art right I don't know. Yeah. That's interesting. Maybe that's why it's so one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Very interesting. If nothing else, medieval times were very interesting. If you just want to experience (laughs) weirdness. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's what you need to do. Yep. Well, is there any other art that we need to touch on before we say ta-ta to the Dark Ages? See ya never. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, there's so many more things to talk about. Because it was a period of a thousand years. Yeah. Um. Uh, but go watch that episode of Sister Wendy Beckett. Yeah. Go enjoy some King Arthur. I need to go enjoy some King Arthur because I've not even begun to get into that world. Hey, so there you go. It's time for me to go read The Once and Future King. Yeah. I've got a copy. Okay. <laughs> right after I read the Skivia. Okay, okay. Is that sure. how you pronounce it? I don't know. You know, you're asking the wrong person. I don't, <laughs> I don't Skiv- even know how to spell it. Skivias. Skivias. I think that's it. Anyways, um, right after I read the Scabias. Yeah. 
this has been fun. This has been real, but I'm really glad that we live today and we just get to look at the art and not experience the death and toothaches and stuff. Yeah. Um, Agreed. But I think this falls under art that we don't really understand. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if I came to that realization until we started talking about it, but, uh, yeah. What's going on? Definitely don't. And it's weird, too, because, like, all the stories, a lot of the stories that the paintings are based on, we're familiar with, because they're biblical stories. But still, Mm -hmm. it just feels like, what alien world am I looking at right now? Right. Yeah, it's so interesting, because I'll read those stories, and... They feel so close mm. reading them myself. So it just makes me think that m- that must be how people's relationship with God was back then. And that kind of makes me sad. Yeah, it does. That it feels so far away. Yeah. But. So dark ages. Yeah. Well, on that note, <laughs> I think it's time to wrap up. Um, so go outside and do something in the warm sun. Yeah, this enjoy week, the sun, guys. It's summertime. Yeah. The well, ice is melting. Slowly. It's, yes. It's almost gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not in the dark ages anymore. I don't know why didn't, we didn't do this episode in the winter, but... Yeah, that would have been fitting, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Maybe next winter we can do a part two. Part two. Yes. And we'll talk about a couple other folks. Yeah, yes. that sounds good. All right. Well, see you, everybody. See ya. Not see ya, because this is a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Bye.